What up, son? It's the tale of the tapes. The fuck life. Saying. Tale of the tapes, season two, episode nineteen. So it's super sunny right now, and it's a little bit hard for me to to see my screen, to be honest with you. But uh, it's super nice out. I'm I'm excited for today's episode. So bear with me if I have a little bit of trouble reading what I got written down in my notes here. But uh, let's get it popping today, man. Today on Tale of the Tapes, we're gonna be covering the rest of Onyx, which is Fredro Star, Sticky Fingers, and Sunny Caesar. So, you know, that applause obviously is directed at those three guys today, but the applause is for the group of Onyx as a whole. It was four members last week. We started with Onyx with their first member, Big DS. This episode, we will cover the other three members in the group and finish the group as a whole. Normally, we only cover two people an episode, so this could possibly be a little bit longer of an episode, so bear with me on that one. And as far as my personal experience and opinions on Onyx... I, I love Onyx. I never thought that Onyx was necessarily like the best and I'm not a huge fan of Onyx that I had like every Onyx album or anything like that, but I love their sound and style. I always found Sticky particularly entertaining. So, I mean, I fucked with Onyx a fair amount growing up. Also, I got to give a shout out to my man, j Rec, who I've been talking to about this with since the day I started doing this podcast. He's a huge Onyx fan, particularly Sticky Fingers. So, I'm definitely excited to get this episode underway and find out how some of his personal favorites did. Um, If you didn't catch last week's episode or forgot what went down on last week's episode or the scoring or whatever, Big DS didn't score well and got a final rating of 3.13, which placed him in 154th place of 158 artists done overall. However, I finished two more people over the past week, and one of them actually finished behind Big DS. So I just want to state that as we go forward with finishing Onyx today, that Big DS is now in 155th place of 160 artists done overall, as opposed to 154th of 158. So one artist that I finished this week finished ahead of him, and one artist that I finished this week finished behind him. So... With Big DS out of the way, let's go over some facts about Onyx as a group before we get into the remaining members individually. Like I said last week, you know, I went over some information about Onyx, some background and stuff like that. I want to run through it again this week because fact of the matter is we are still covering Onyx as a group. We just had to break it down into more than one episode as there was more than three members. So Onyx had their debut album in 1993. Origins of Queens, New York City, New York, United States. Genres are listed as hardcore hip-hop. Years active are listed as 1988 to present. Their current members are listed as Fredro Star, who's listed as being in the group from 1988 to present, along with Sticky Fingers, who's listed as being in the group from 1991 to present. The past members are listed as Big DS, who was in the group from 1988 to 1994 and Sonny Caesar, who was in the group from 1988 to 2009. So like we spoke about a little bit last week, I'll touch on it again in case you forgot or didn't listen to last week or whatever the case is, but the group obviously started with three members. As you can see, Fredro Starr, Big DS, and Sonny Caesar were the original founding members of the group in 1988. 
Sticky Fingers was brought into the group in 1991 and remains in the group to this day along with Fredro Star. Whereas Big DS was the first out of the group in 1994 and Sonny Caesar was the next out of the group in 2009 which leaves only the two active remaining members in the group keeping the group alive today. So a little bit of background on Onyx as a group. Onyx is an American hardcore hip hop group from South Jamaica, Queens, New York City formed in 1988 by Fredro Starr, Suave also known as Sonny Caesar and the late Big DS. Sticky Fingers joined the group in 1991. They are best known for their 1993 platinum hit single, Slam, which the Source magazine described as a song that introduced the art of slam dancing into hip-hop. The group has released eight studio albums, three of which have charted in the Billboard 200 Albums Chart Top 25. Their debut album, Back the Fuck Up, has been certified platinum, won Best Rap Album at the Soul Train Music Awards, and was selected as one of the Source Magazine's 100 Best Rap Albums. They are also notable for their style, loud screaming, aggression, fighting with each other, stage diving, throwing water, rapping the grimy voice, and the bald head fashion. So we read that last week, but I wanted to just run through that again, because we are still covering the group Onyx as a whole here. So with that out of the way now, Let's get into Fredro Starr individually as he was the first member of the group that we have left to cover here today with a solo album out which dropped in 2001. Obviously Big DS was the first one to have any solo material out with his demo that he put out in I believe it was like 1994 or something like that. But out of the three members that we're covering here today, Fredro the first one out with the, with the solo album which was in 2001. His birth name is Fred Lee Scruggs Jr., also known as Magic, Cool Fredro, Mickey Billy, Never, Firestar, and Drostar. Born April 18, 1971 in New York City, New York. Genres are listed as hardcore hip-hop, gangster rap, and East Coast hip-hop. And his years active are listed as 1988 to present. So a little bit of a background on Fredro Star individually here. Fred Lee Scruggs Jr., born April 18, 1971, better known by his stage name Fredro Starr, is an American hardcore rapper, record producer, actor, and author, best known as a member of the multi-platinum hardcore rap group Onyx. Fredro Starr was discovered by the late hip-hop star Jam Master J of Run DMC, who signed Onyx on his label JMJ Records. Onyx went on to release three top-selling albums before Fredro Starr began his solo career. As a part of Onyx, Fredro Starr was nominated as Favorite Rap Hip-Hop New Artist on American Music Awards of 1994 and won Best Rap Album on the 1994 Soul Train Music Awards. Fredro Starr has starred in more than 55 films and television shows. He also performed the Save the Last Dance theme song Shining Through with Jill Scott on the multi-platinum soundtrack. So you can definitely see some accolades and some success there with Fredro Starr both in and out of the group and also both in and out of the music slash hip hop scene. You know, he obviously, and, and I'm not, you know, this is back to the, the example that I used a couple of weeks ago with Michael Jordan. I'm not saying that Fredro Starr is one of the greatest actors of all time or that Fredro's solo albums, you know, broke records and went 10 times platinum and things like that. That's not really what I'm trying to point out at all. But what I am trying to point out is that Obviously, Onyx as a group had not only a tremendous amount of success, but a tremendous impact and effect on the hip-hop community and set a lot of trends and things like that. 
He was part of that group, a very big part of that group. He's one of the only two members still left in that group. And, you know, that success in itself, to be in 55, you know, films and television shows and be on multi-platinum soundtracks and successful movies and things like that, the point that I'm trying to make is I think it's pretty safe to say that Fredro Starr in general has been a pretty successful person in the entertainment business, whether it be music or movies or films or whatever like that, but... You know, shouts to him and congrats to him for all his successes on all the things that he's done. And now let's get into what I wrote down when I was listening to Fredro Star. Most people, huge hip hop fans or not, will know who Fredro Star is by name. I can't say I particularly listened to a lot of him growing up, although I did always like most of the Onyx songs I heard. Lyrically, he was a bit inconsistent and dug himself in a bit of a hole early on by taking a lot of shortcuts and easy ways out on some bars. He also said the same words a lot of times as opposed to rhyming a different word or just didn't rhyme sometimes at all. Most of his earlier bars were simplistic and words were rhymed just to rhyme and he struggled with his flow at times. He did, however, come on strong late and got better with time while also showing the ability to drop some very deep and meaningful verses, bringing him to just above average lyrically overall. Over the course of 25 plus years in the game, Fredro has managed to release 13 qualifying albums, 9 with Onyx and 4 solo projects. Of those 13 albums, 1 was great, 2 were average, and the other 10 were good. He put out a pretty decent sized body of work dropping 159 songs throughout his career. Although only 1 was great and 5 were weak, he did have 41 good songs. That alone says something. Fredro Starr, along with Onyx as a whole, had a pretty big impact on hip-hop in a number of different ways, including influences over artists such as 50 Cent, DMX, Jadakiss, Nas, Papoose, and others. While he did borrow a sample a lot from other hip-hop artists, he's been in the game for a long time, and he's also set trends in hip-hop such as slam dancing and throwing water at the crowd, among others along with the group. That, on top of his original approach, added on to some very original song ideas, especially on his solo albums, made him a pretty original artist overall. So let's get into the math now on Fredro. Lyrics, he gets a five and a half. Like I said, just above average. He was pretty damn well above average later on in his career, but again, he was pretty damn well below average early on with Onyx. And I'm not trying to knock, you know, anybody for anything that I'm saying here. And You know, when it comes to Back the Fuck Up and some early Onyx stuff like that, some of those songs are just classics on principle, just based on nostalgia and things like that. But when I sat down and broke down the bars and the words and things like that on those songs, I'm sorry, but there was a lot of major technical difficulties on those albums. And like I said, he put himself in a little bit of a hole, but still was good enough later on and overall to keep himself above average there overall at the end. So shout out to him for that. Albums, he gets a 4.04 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.25. Like we spoke about, he only had the one great song, and he did have five weak songs, which they came earlier on, and he did up his game later on, but he wasn't really able to elevate it to a level where he was able to overcome those five, you know, weak songs that he had earlier on, and that obviously gives him a minus overall in this department. 
only losing a quarter of a point. I mean, that's, you know, that's really not anything major, but we speak about this all the time. You're losing points where you could be gaining points. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. He could have gained a point two five. Instead, he lost a point two five. That could be a half a point swing right there, but you know, you can't speculate on things like that. It is what it is. He loses a quarter of a point there. Impact, he gets a six and a half. I mean, this is one of those things where did he sell as many records as Tupac? No. Did he have the type of long-term success that some major, major artists have? No, he didn't. I wouldn't say that Fredro Star is going platinum on any albums today or anything like that. And again, this is not to shit on him or take anything away from the guy. I'm just trying to point out why his impact score is not an eight or a nine or things like that. But six and a half, still well above average. And I think that that's very deserving. I think that between just the way that they came out and some of the trends that they set and the way that they kind of stormed the stage and, you know, made their impact early on in the game. And then, you know, like I said, they didn't, they don't have the success late that they had early, but still stayed together. Onyx still exists. They're still putting out music. They're still putting out good music for that matter. So I think that a well above average score in the impact department is, is warranted for, for Fredro there. And originality, he gets a seven and a half. So that goes back to almost the same thing as, as impact. Now, the reason that the impact is a little bit lower is because of some of the things that we just, we just spoke about. But with all that trend setting included, you have to take that into originality, obviously, also. When you're setting trends, as opposed to following trends, that definitely builds your originality score for sure. So, he gets a well-deserving 7.5 there. He had some, especially on his solo projects, he definitely had some really unique and original song ideas on top of all the trends that they set as a group. So, everybody in the group pretty original. He gets a very warranted 7.5 in the originality department. You add all those five numbers up and you divide by five and it gives you a final rating of 4.66, which leaves Fredro Star in 50th place of 160 artists done overall. So not a bad finish there for Fredro Star at all, who definitely sitting comfortably inside of the top third here so far. So let's see if he's able to hang on to that top third finish as we get further and deeper along into the study. And now let's get into the other members of Onyx individually. Next up is Sticky Fingers, who also had his debut solo album in 2001, the same as Fredro Star, but Sticky's came out after, so we're covering Sticky next here in the study. Birth name is Kirk Jones, also known as Trop and Sticky. Born November 3rd, 1973 in Flatbush, Brooklyn, New York. Origin, South Jamaica, Queens, New York. Genres are listed as hardcore hip-hop, gangster rap, and East Coast hip-hop. And his years active are listed as 1991 to present. So now let's get into a little bit of a background on Sticky Fingers individually. Kirk Jones, born November 3rd, 1973, better known by his stage name Sticky Fingers, is an American hardcore rapper, record producer, actor, film director, film editor, and writer, best known as a member of multi-platinum hardcore rap group Onyx. Sticky Fingers was discovered by Jam Master J of Run DMC, who signed Onyx on his label JMJ Records, provided that Sticky would be in the group. His signature lazy eye, raspy voice, and boundless energy brought attention to the group, and he became the frontman. Onyx went on to release three top-selling albums before Sticky Fingers began his solo career. Sticky Fingers wrote, 
produced, directed, and starred in two feature films done entirely in the genre of hip opera through his production company Major Independence, A Day in the Life, and Caught on Tape. Both films were released by Lionsgate Home Entertainment. In 2019, Sticky released a movie, It's About Time, which features the format in which it was released, digital album movie created by the rapper. So, a similar background to Fredro, which is somewhat to be expected, but something I do want to make sure I point out here is the fact, I mean, look at what you got written down there for Sticky. Record producer, actor, film director, film editor, writer. So we can obviously see that this man is very good at creating things, whether it be movies, whether it be songs, whether it be ideas, whatever the case is, obviously a tremendous person at creating art here. And I just want to make sure that I point out that Sticky not only wrote, produced, directed, and starred in two films, but he also released a digital movie album called It's About Time, which is an acronym for the illest man ever. Now, we'll touch on that a little bit more after I read to you what I wrote down on Sticky, but some super, super original and impressive stuff there by him for sure. Something that was never done by anybody prior to this, to my knowledge. So we'll touch on that in a second. Let's get into what I wrote down on Sticky while I was listening to him. Sticky Fingers is probably a little less known publicly than Fredro Star, but a little bit more revered in the hip-hop game. While he definitely had his fair share of tremendous lines, he did also have some weak ones, particularly early on with Onyx. At times early on, he either had simplistic rhymes just to rhyme or didn't rhyme, period, and had trouble with his flow. But like Fredro, he also seemed to get better as time went on for the most part, and although he did seem to struggle a bit with turning amazing ideas into amazing songs, he also showed a tremendous ability to keep a topic and buckle down on some deep and meaningful songs and verses, bringing him well above average lyrically. Between himself and the group, Sticky released 13 qualifying albums. Of those 13, three were great albums, one was average, and the other nine were good. Out of the 183 songs on those albums, four were great, only three were weak, and another 65 were good. Impressively, that means over a third of his songs were good songs. While only having visible influences over artists such as 50 Cent, DMX, Joe Budden, Lil' Kim, and a few others, like Fredro, his impact was pretty big. Also like Fredro, Sticky did get a lot from other artists before him, specifically Biggie, but also set a lot of trends with Onyx such as stage diving and the grimy voice to name a few. On top of that, he had some super original song and album ideas and said a lot of things most people wouldn't say. So let's get into the math of that and then we'll talk about that originality a little bit more. Lyrics, he gets a six and a half. He was certainly well above average. That's a really solid score there for Sticky for sure. Albums, he gets a 4.42 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a plus .06. So Fredro lost a quarter of a point. Sticky doesn't even pick up a tenth of a point, but he is picking up a plus here where Fredro got a minus. So that's to be noted. You know, he had the the four great songs and the three weak songs, which in a similar fashion to Fredro, those three weak songs probably came with the group early on and the four great songs came later. But the difference there is that 
Sticky was able to do better later than he did bad in the beginning. And I'm not calling Sticky bad. I'm not saying that Sticky was bad early on. I'm just saying there were certain things that he did early on that were below average. And he, unlike Fredro, was able to turn that around so much that he did actually wind up getting a plus in the song score regardless of what happened early on. Impact, he gets a six and a half. Same score as Fredro. I don't think that needs to be re-explained. I mean, that's, you know, pretty much the exact same thing verbatim. And then originality, he gets an 8, which is just a slight bit higher than Fredro. Now, the reasoning behind that, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is some of the original albums that Sticky Fingers had, and just some of the original flat-out ideas that he had. So, while Fredro set a lot of trends and did a lot of very original things with the group, and he did have some very original song ideas on his own, for sure, which got him a great score of 7.5, Sticky Fingers was able to take it a little bit further, especially when he went on to have a solo career. So he was doing these things where he was putting out things that other people were not putting out. He was creating these digital album movie things, which I have never seen anybody else do. And it's kind of hard to explain. You really, I recommend you going and listening to this stuff. Sticky had a lot of really original albums. He had an album where... The entire album was one giant story, which was super, super impressive on its own and obviously very unique and original. Then he had what we spoke about on his breakdown with the hip hopper stuff and the It's About Time and stuff like that. And then he also had something called A Day in the Life, which was an American musical crime film. So not only do we have the album where the entire album is one big story from beginning to end. Then we have the digital album movies that he put out. And now on top of that, we have a musical crime film, which is what I was alluding to when I was saying I really recommend that you go listen to these things. Now listen, if you hate Onyx or you don't like Sticky Fingers or whatever the case is, then fuck it, don't go listen to it. That's your prerogative. But what I am here to do is point out what was done. And there was some very, very different and original things done by Sticky Fingers. The one album, A Day in the Life, the musical crime film, is not even like a soundtrack to an album. The actual songs are wrapped in like a movie fashion with different characters rapping back to Sticky Fingers playing their own parts in this quote-unquote movie. It's very, very hard to explain. You have to listen to it. It was super original, super unique, and, and not on top of that, not only that, but he did a good job with it, right? You can turn around and make something totally, totally different than anything else that anybody has ever made before. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good. So Sticky did an absolutely tremendous job with not only coming up with these new and unique and original ideas, but actually executing them and executing them well. The albums would have been good by themselves had they not had all this uniqueness to them. The fact that they did gave them better scores in the album department, and it also carried his originality to an 8. Now, that's not the only thing that he got originality points for. Obviously, we talked about all the things that the group did, that Onyx did as a group, that had everybody in the group get a pretty good originality score anyway. But like I said, when he went on to do his own thing, he was really able to take it a step further and you know, drove that up to an eight, which is the highest score that anybody got for originality out of the group. So you add those five numbers up and you divide by five and you get a final rating of 5.10, 
which has Sticky currently tied for 26th place of 160 artists done overall. So a pretty solid finish from Sticky Fingers there. Pretty decent numbers all across the board for the most part. He should certainly finish well inside the top 100 when this is all said and done. Probably even closer to the top 75 or so. Now let's get on to the last and final remaining member of the hip-hop group Onyx, which is Sonny Caesar, who didn't drop his debut solo album until 2009. Birth name is Tyrone Taylor, also known as Suave and Sun C. Born November 13, 1970. His origins listed as Brooklyn, New York. And his genres are listed as hardcore hip-hop, gangster rap, and East Coast hip-hop. His years active are listed as 1982 to present. So now let's get into a little bit of a background here on Sunsea. Tyrone Taylor, born November 13, 1970, better known by his stage name Sonny Caesar, who was previously known as both Suave and Sunsea, is an American hardcore rapper, record producer, DJ, and actor, best known as member of multi-platinum hardcore rap group Onyx. Suave was discovered by Jam Master J of Run DMC, who signed Onyx on his label JMJ Records. Onyx went on to release three top-selling albums and two commercially unsuccessful before Sonny Caesar began his solo career. As a solo artist, Caesar released two albums, Titanium and Bridges, and took part in recording various projects of other rap artists. As a part of Onyx, Sonny Caesar released five albums and 20 singles, was nominated as Rap Hip Hop New Artist on American Music Awards of 1994, and won Best Rap Album on 1994 Soul Train Music Awards. During his career, Sonny Caesar has sold over 15 million albums and starred in two movies. So not much difference there on the background for Sonny Caesar as we saw in any of the members prior to him really. A little bit less there and you could tell that he was obviously not able to get the same solo success that the other two kind of had. Now again, that's not to say that those guys went on to sell 10 million albums, you know, on their on their solo projects or anything like that, but I'm not talking about just solo success. I'm just talking about success in general. These guys have been in the group for longer, put out more group albums, had more success with movies, had more success with their music and things like that. So this is not me trying to shit on Sunsea, but I have to put these guys where they belong and I have to point out the things that need to be pointed out. And these are the things that come along with Sunsea. So now let's get into what I wrote down on him as I was listening to him. I always felt Sunny Caesar was clearly third in line after Fredro Starr and Sticky, which would reflect later on as the group's two forefront members are currently the only ones left. Sunsea was relatively quiet compared to his other two counterparts' roles in Onyx, and he hid in the middle a lot. Although he did go crazy on a handful of verses later on in his career, it was very minimal in the grand scheme of things. Overall, he reached a lot with weak lines. And most of his solo work was subpar as compared to with the group, which left him below average lyrically. He was part of five of the ten Onyx albums and went on to qualify two solo albums as well. Of the seven, five were good and the other two were average. Between his solo career and Onyx, he qualified 89 songs and although none were great, only one was weak and 11 were good. His impact on hip-hop was not very big if not for Onyx, only musically influencing the likes of 50 Cent and DMX, both of which took place while he was with the group. While Onyx is synonymous with hip-hop alone, his name doesn't ring bells in the same fashion. 
He also was only part of 50% of the Onyx albums, and his solo projects didn't do well, so his impact doesn't match up with Fredro or Sticky in that manner either. The originality of Onyx as a whole is what carries Sun Z in this category. There wasn't anything super original about anything that he did post-Onyx, but the trends they set as a group obviously cannot be undone or ignored. So I think that both my breakdown and the background that we read on Sun Sea kind of give you the same picture painted. There wasn't really a tremendous amount of solo success or really even a tremendous solo career for that matter. But again, was still part of one of the biggest, most iconic and impactful and influential groups in hip-hop history. That can't be undone or ignored, like I said. So he's here. He made the cut. We scored him. Let's see where he finishes. Lyrics, he gets a four. Like we spoke about, he was below average. And even even early on, when the other members weren't as good as they were later on, he was still one of the worst members. So he had a little bit more of a hole to climb out of than Fredro and Sticky did. And he also didn't have as much material with the group. And he didn't have as much material on his own. So... You know, for whatever the reasoning may be, he was really never able to climb out of the hole that he dug for himself early with Onyx, and he stated a four lyrically overall. Albums, he gets a 3.63 with zero classics. Songs, he gets a minus 0.11, which is not a plus, but it's not as big of a minus as Fredro. So, Sunsea had less songs overall, and he didn't have any great ones, whereas Fredro did have one. But he also only had one weak song, which was a lower percentage than Fredro's five out of his total number of songs. So he gets a lower minus there than Fredro, but doesn't get a plus the way that Sticky did. Impact, he gets a five and a half, and I think this is warranted on multiple levels. The reason that he remains above average with the five and a half is really, quite frankly, what we just spoke about on his background and my breakdown of him. It just has to do with him being in the group Onyx. If you took him by himself and you combine the fact that he's certainly not a household name, he was one of the lesser known members of the group, he only had half the amount of material with the group that the group had, and he had a very little solo career to almost no success. So Impact, he gets a lower score than the two members preceding him who both got six and a half, so he gets a five and a half, but again, being part of the group Onyx does keep him above average here, so he gets that five and a half. And originality, he gets a 7, which is still a good score. Like I said, every member in Onyx got a pretty good score for originality, but he gets a 7 where Fredro got a 7.5 and, and Sticky got an 8. Kind of the same reasons or the same ways that he was never able to climb himself out of the little lyrical hole that he dug early. He was really never able to pave his own lane. He never did anything super original after the group, so... What he did with the group, the trends that he set with the group and stuff like that are pretty much what carried him to the 7, and then he wasn't really able to take it any further than that by himself. You add all those 5 numbers up, you divide by 5, and you get a final rating of 4.00, leaving him in 111th place of 160 artists done overall. So while Sunsea is in the back half, he does finish well above Big DS, so... Again, the purpose here is not to pin people against each other, but these were four members of a group scored individually and being covered here today, so it seems relevant to me to place them in the order that they finished. Of the group, it's Sticky first, then Fredro, then Sunsea, then Big DS, which 
I don't really think the placement of any one of the four of them would come as a major surprise to anyone. But huge shout out to Onyx nonetheless. A very impactful, successful career. And I certainly personally enjoyed a large portion of their music. So again, shout outs to Onyx as a group. Shout outs to Sticky for finishing the highest out of the group. And now let's get into our list. We'll start with our top 15% overall. And we do have some changes to this list today. So... In our top spot, we have Tupac, who's tied for 8th place of 160 artists done overall. Behind him in 10th, we have Pharaoh Manch. Then we have KRS-One, who's in 12th. Then in 14th, we got Jizza. Slick Rick is in 16th. And in 18th, we got Rakim. Directly behind him is Redman in 19th. And directly behind him in 20th is Common. Then we got Rev Run of Run DMC, who's in 23rd. And directly behind him, we got LL Cool J, MF Doom, and Sticky Fingers, who are in 24th, 25th, and 26th. Then behind him, we got Will Smith, who's in 28th. Then in 30th, we have a tie with DMC of Run DMC and Ice Cube. They are tied for 30th of 160 artists done overall. So we finally revealed one person we've been skipping over at 26th place in between MF Doom and Will Smith each week, which was Sticky Fingers. So he slides into 26th place overall, which moves Will Smith, DMC, and Ice Cube back a slot here this week. The other three members not able to crack the top 15% overall here today, so we'll see if any of them are able to climb in there at any point going forward, but to be honest with you, I doubt it. Now let's get into our current top 10% lyrically, and we also have changes to this list here today as well. In our top spot, we have Pharaoh Monch with a lyrical score of 8.5. Behind him, we have a three-way tie for second place between Master Ace, Jizza, and Common, who all got lyrical scores of 7.5. Behind them, in a tie for fifth place, is KRS-One and Lord Finesse with lyrical scores of 7. Then we have a seven-way tie for seventh place with Will Smith, Rakim, Cool G Rap, Everlast, Tupac, Redman, and Sticky Fingers, all with lyrical scores of six and a half. So Sticky Fingers now makes his way into this list. He's now in a seven-way tie for seventh place overall lyrically. So let's see going forward if he can wind up holding on to a top spot lyrically overall there. Obviously, major shout out to the to the top lyrical guys, man. That's my shit right there. These guys are all fucking killers on the mic for sure. I don't know who will or won't beat them going forward, but up to the point that we're out right now, these guys definitely deserve a major shout out. These are your real heavy hitters when it comes to lyrics so far. And now let's get into our particular decades list, starting with our top five rappers to make their debut in the 1980s. So your top five rappers of the 80s are KRS-One, Slick Rick, Rakim, Rev Run of Run DMC, and LL Cool J. As usual, no changes to this list today. And now on to our top five artists to make their debut in the 90s so far. In our top spot, Tupac, followed by Pharaoh Manch, Jizza, Redman, and Common. So... This particular list does tend to change a lot more often than the other ones usually do, but no changes to this list here today, which is odd. Very odd that we had our top 15% overall and our top 10% lyrically change, but not our top five to make the debut in the 90s so far. So what I think that tells us 
is that the 90s is starting to heat up because we did have Sticky Fingers crack the top 15% overall, but he wasn't able to crack the top five of just the 90s. We also had Sticky Fingers crack the top 10% lyrically, which is rare. That list hardly ever changes. And again, not able to crack the top five in the 90s so far. So I think we're starting to see here now where, you know, when we had the emergence of a couple of these guys over the past month or so, you could see some really, really solid scores here. Like I said, the 90s has been hit or miss. There's been some really, really terrible people here in the 90s, which has to do with, I think, an overabundance and flood of people trying to rap and make money off of it. But we've really had some of our top, top guys in the 90s so far. So it's starting to become uneasy to crack this top five of the 90s so far as we start to go further along and get deeper into the 90s. But I did tell you last week that there were some big things here today. And we did have at least one member crack both the top 15% overall and the top 10% lyrically. So shout outs to Sticky Fingers and the whole Onyx man and anyone in any of these lists. If you'd like to see any of the lists in full, you can give the Facebook website a visit at www.facebook.com slash Tale of the Tapes podcast. You can also give the host website a visit at www.anchor.fm slash Tale of the Tapes. Both of those links spell completely normally. On the host website, you'll see a support button. Do your karma a favor and hit the button. Send some money over to your boy Jay Formsy. And uh, that, that's it for this week, man. <laughs> Next week on Tale of the Tapes, we have Mob Deep. I'm pretty sure that I don't have to say too much about this one. Whether you're a Mob Deep fan or not, you should know damn well that without question, this is a pretty big episode next week. And I will give you one hint. There is at least one surprising finish coming next week. So tune in to see what goes on with Mob Deep. Tale of the Tapes. Peace. Tale of the Tapes. Might as well.